Hello, welcome to Recruiting is No Joke. It's episode 55. Super excited to be here with you guys. If you are out there, as always, get in the chat. Let me know who's out there. Say hi, drop by. Let me know if you're a recruiter, if you're looking for a job, uh, and you know if you want what company you're with. But, uh, but say hi. And as always, if you have questions for today's guest, get in the chat, ask those, comment, uh, ask those questions, make the comments. Um, love to hear who is out there. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to MatterView. Guys, if you are still manually typing notes during your screening calls, during your interviews, intake calls with hiring managers, you guys need to check out MatterView. I have been using MatterView for all of my candidate calls and getting their summaries has been a huge, huge time saver. My notes are way better. All of the information I'm collecting in interviews uh, is way better. So you need to check out MetaView. And if you want to check them out, you can go to the link uh, that's actually on uh, the post right above. Uh, so go check out MetaView. And we've got some more content as well coming up this week. Uh, so without further ado, I want to welcome uh, today's guest. Kara, welcome to Recruiting is No Joke. Why don't you give us a quick intro on who you are, what, what you do, and, and uh, who you do it for. I'd love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. Really appreciate your time. Uh, my name is Cara Mignanelli. Uh, it's a fun last name that I was uh, blessed to inherit from my husband. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Uh, I'm actually uh, originally from the East Coast, but I'm a transplant. Live here in California for just over 20 years now. Very cool. Uh, my uh, current role is kind of a dual role. <clears throat> I'm the event director for Talent Acquisition Week as well as SVP of People for GSMI, which is the Global Strategic Management Institute. So there, um, I wear many hats within the organization. I also serve as general counsel. We uh, are a conference and trade show company uh, creating events, professional educational events for various industries. And um, I helped, uh, you know, collaborated in kind of the establishment of the organization back in 2008. And since then, we've been creating I think really wonderful environments for people to come and learn and develop professionally. So not just TA, but, but other industries as well. Um, so I, you know, just like with talent acquisition, the, the education industry for professionals has gone through quite some changes, you know, yeah. in the last four or five years um, for obvious reasons. We, you know, went from a traditional business model of in-person live events to being a virtual event company for a few years there. And now we're, we're sort of doing a hybrid of that, uh, which has actually been really interesting and, and really enjoyable. Um, believe me, I was resistant though. <laughs> the idea of like taking everything we do and then suddenly just doing it remotely um, wasn't one I was thrilled about, but just like uh, everybody else, you gotta do what you gotta do when, when things change. So um, yeah, really interesting experience for me. Um, how, how long have you been doing uh, Talent Acquisition Week for them? So TA Week is actually a compilation of three separate industry events. And that has a little story behind it. So the kind of the main event is Social Recruiting Strategies Conference. So it's a conference that we started back in 2011, I believe. Um, and that has an interesting story as well. Prior to that event, one of our other events we were running is the longest running social media strategies event, it's the Social Media Strategy Summit. And that's, you know, consumer-based marketing solely. Um, 
and back in about 2009, 2010, we started seeing uh, HR, recruiter, all these like odd job titles signing up for parts of our event and workshops in particular. And so that's when we started talking to them, like, why are you coming to this event? And, you know, in that time, it was kind of like an explosion of, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn and all these other tools for recruiters, but they didn't have examples of how to utilize them and put them to use to improve, you know, their performance and efficiency. So uh, that's why we began the event originally, uh, Social Recruiting Strategies Conference. And that was something that we ran for uh, several years. And from there, as the talent acquisition industry kind of expanded and you started to see a lot more emphasis and investment in employer branding, for example, um, started to see job titles and an overwhelming interest of, well, I have this case study on employer branding and EVP, and it started to inundate our social recruiting content for our events. Then we branched off and created eBrandCon, which is the Employer Branding Strategies Conference. Um, and then a few years later, uh, we realized, you know, we've, we're tackling everything from, uh, you know, the recruitment perspective, as well as, you know, the employer branding. Um, but we were kind of leaving outsourcing. So that's something that we developed out in early. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to mention my sponsor, MetaView. MetaView is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely removes the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You're safe from the drudgery of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, being present, curious, and engaging with candidates, then making high-quality decisions based on insight, not memory. also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired. It doesn't forget anything and it structures the notes perfectly. Recruiters at companies like Brex, Robinhood, and Cura describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high quality interactions with candidates. MetaView lets them focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. See the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to www.metaview.ai backslash no joke to get started. Uh, early 2020, um, we did pull all three events together and it really provided an opportunity, I think, for people to send, you know, from larger organizations. They can send multiple people to come to the different sessions. Um, speakers had more flexibility that way, bringing the events together. Uh, and it just really made a lot of sense. So we did host that in San Francisco in January 2020. That was the first TA week. Uh, so folks could come attend any of the one of the events, but we had a lot of plenary and keynote sessions. And uh, we also have like great support from our exhibitors and sponsors and had that aspect kind of grow out at that time as well. Um, so that's, that's really how it got started. And, you know, we hosted it virtually, which was kind of, you know, growing pains there. But what was cool about that is it went from, you know, like a two, three day conference, you know, that's all the time people have really to travel and do these things to something that we could expand over a true week and offering five full days of content. People could you know, pick and choose at their leisure. But the event itself, we tried to maintain the integrity of what do people enjoy most about 
a professional development event where they're able to engage with the speakers. A live event, like the biggest thing is, well, two things I would say, networking and the ability to ask questions and engage with the thought leaders, with the educators and the people that are bringing their industry knowledge. So how do we capture that for a virtual event? Um, and I think we took a, a you know different perspective than a lot of people and companies did at that time. And instead of like just pre-recording videos and slapping them up there, we had an MC and we had live Q&A during the session with the speaker, at, you know, at the end of their remarks. So we tried to make it as interactive as possible for people to so that, you know, you still felt like you were in the room with them. Um, so that's the, the path that we took. And we're going to continue that. We do have a live event in person coming up in January um, here in San Diego. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, America's finest city is our slogan, which it's debatable, but you know. No, San Diego is pretty yeah. amazing. So that's a it's a great spot. So do you when with the online event then were you able to did you have like the same amount of attendees? Was it a different amount of attendees? Like what how how did you we how did you um, cap that? We had a we had a lot more actually. I think just that flexibility of people, you know, okay, maybe they can't log on that day, but they can log on the, the next day and catch the other sessions and what have you. Just the whole on-demand aspect of it provided so much more access. Um, so we had, you know, a good amount of people uh, sign on, you know, over eight, 900 the first time. I think last year we had around a thousand or so gotcha. um, registered overall. So it's been a really great turnout. Yeah. And, and so then, are you, you, I'm sorry, I kind of uh, interjected with that question, but are you, so you're hosting a live in-person event and and you're still going to do the online event or are you doing like a combination of both now so the in-person event will be separate and apart and we are going to host that in january january 29th we have yep. pre-conference workshops the 30th and 31st the main event we have all of the pre-conferences pulled together um and then some post-conference trainings on february 1st the virtual event we're hosting in july yeah. Uh, near the end of July. So we'll have the, the save the date information available for that soon. Um, and for now, at least for 2024, that's the plan. So we're, we're kind of just taking it as, you know, responding to the, the industry and the market and what people are, are preferring to have, you know, whether or not it's something that we continue to do after next year, you know, time will tell and, and we'll see. I think, you know, a lot of people, um, prefer the in-person events and that's great. But then there are a lot of people that that's just not an option for them anymore. So um, being, having that flexibility and being able to provide a similar experience, um, we'll continue to do it as long as there's interest in it for sure. And obviously, so you, I mean, you obviously took a couple of years from like the in-person events. So is this, this is the first in-person event you've done then since COVID or did you do one last year as well? Yeah. This past year, this January, 23 was our first return to in-person face-to-face action. Um, what, what was that like? They just, um, I guess, was it, did you feel like there was just like a pent up demand for, cause that had to be like one of the first, one of the first kind of like in-person events in general. I feel yeah. like that was kind of like when uh, in-person events kind of made that comeback. So what, what, I guess what, what in your mind were like some of the differences from like pre pandemic to, to now and, um, I guess what what was it like just being the events organizer and being involved with with kind of the hype of everything? Well, 
I take a lot less for, you know, for granted. Um, I think having those conversations leading up to it, I was kind of like, we're going to do this. Maybe. <laughs> hey. um, it really became very straightforward conversation with in mm. trying to recruit speakers as far as, you know, TA leaders. Number one, like what's your company policy? What is there a travel budget anymore? Can you physically join us? <laughs> like, are you allowed to come? And that was just a weird conversation that I'd never had in the, you know, the 10 years before. Um, so trying to gauge, you know, what people wanted to do as well as what they were really permitted to do um, was something. And then asking, you know, folks, I think the biggest issue that, that I saw the difference was just burnout. Like people were so burned from virtual education. They're just like, I could do it, but I don't want to ever do it again. And so there was that aspect of, I need to continue to be out there. You know, I want to share my company's story or my, my successes in this industry, but like, I have to be in person. I want to be on a stage. So it was actually really overwhelming to see a lot of enthusiasm. And I don't know if it was just because these are TA people, like these are recruiters and they love interaction like they kind of like thrive off of that energy and meeting people and talking to people and forging those relationships um so i was like pleasantly surprised i guess you could say um with coming in person i think people also took a different perspective of if i'm gonna come to this event if i'm gonna take the time and i guess at that time it was like risk your health for what was the other one monkey pox or something else was like yeah. Remember that? <laughs> it was like, it was oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was around. So, was yeah, around that time, last, yeah. last like December or something. So that was like a, a thing um, to be aware of. And they're like, if I'm going to risk my life to come to this conference, I want to do more than just get on stage for a half an hour or whatever. Yeah. So people really actually, they're like, I want to be more involved. So that was really nice, um, you know, from an organizational perspective, trying to pull together different production elements of the event and what we can have and host for people on site during a live event. So, um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about, um, I guess in terms of just organizing in, in general, like what in, in your mind, which ones, which one's more of a challenge in person or online? Cause I feel like they have different challenges, but like you, it's, a, it's the one where you're like, all right, that's just, like it's in person just way more difficult because of all of the you know, the hotels and 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 locations or i because I, I just think with online too then you have like technical difficulties people not signing on so like how uh in your mind which one which one's more of a challenge yeah that's i mean that's a great question and it's it is important to recognize they both have their challenges at the yeah. end of the day it's an event and even our virtual events are live events and so Anything can happen. It's just a matter of what and when it's going to happen. Um, I think the uh, in-person events with the venue and uh, all of that are, it just creates a whole different segment of work that obviously you don't have to consider for virtual events um, and a lot more in advance. Uh, I think with the virtual events, it's really the day of the week of where you can have a lot more go wrong. Um, and it is mostly like tech glitches and whatnot, that sort of thing. Um, but it's nice to have flexibility. You know, we, we have like the greatest people in this industry that participate in our events. And I've had people for virtual events, despite being sick, 
And believe me, I let them off the hook, but they're like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to be there. I can, I can do this. I can present these slides and I want to be able to answer people's questions and they're fine. They're like, you know, maybe they have pajamas on or whatever, but it's fine. They want to be there. So I think, um, oh, man, the in-person ones though, like when you're actually there having the event, it just takes a, you know, a life of its own on with regard to, uh, the energy that people have and, you really can't put a price on networking, um, specifically, again, for TA people. That's like, honestly, it's their thing. It's what they do, and they need to have that outlet and the receptions, and it becomes a whole after party. Who knows what goes on after that? But <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to those. I go home and go to bed or I go to my hotel room and get ready for the next day. But It's, uh, it's somewhere buried on TikTok, really, really deep in the, in the, in the TikTok. Uh, someone's taking videos. What, what's your advice for like people like when they're first going to networking events? Um, like what, what, what is, what is your advice? Like, are you like trying, you know, get in there on every talk that you can, or you, you think trying to really focus more on, on like the networking and building conversations, like trying to have calls set up beforehand. Like how do you, how do you advise people to get the most out of like in-person events? Yeah. Um, I think if you're an attendee, if you look at the agenda beforehand and, what interests you most and what speaker. I think it's hard to get one-on-one -on -one during the networking receptions, but if you make sure you go to that person's session and then literally stalk them off the stage, <laughs> follow them to where they are going, they're usually around and welcome to have conversations in the hallway after the fact. And while it's all fresh in your head and you're able to kind of have that top of mind is a good strategy as an attendee. Also, while you're at the receptions, and it doesn't even have to be the reception, it could just be like you bump into someone in the expo hall, or you're at the same vendor, you're talking to them, and you know, you're listening about their organization and what their role is and responsibility is as a sorcerer, recruiter, what have you, and making connections with attendees because honestly, you never know how they're going to be useful to you in the future, how you're going to be useful to them. Um, and what you can offer, even as an attendee, I've had so many attendees, you know, turn into speakers. That's a whole other conversation. But uh, after coming in and attending, and then they want to share. But what's unique about the networking with the attendees, yes, we have an event app and you can log on and like scroll through and you can connect and link up with people that way in the virtual world. But if you're there, I mean, honestly, nothing really beats the face to face. And since you've come that whole way, I would say try and meet as many people as you can um, all the time, you know, whether it's just like yeah. grabbing a cup of coffee, just like instead of like being in your head or like checking your emails, like feverishly, like what's going on? I'm not in the office. Like, what am I missing and freaking out? Like, just be present and try and engage with everyone around you um, throughout throughout the time. And I think that that is so, super helpful and kind of growing your network after the event. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, look, I, I'm all about the digital brand building and building up an online um, online brand and things like that. But one of the things I, I just have noticed is, I mean, just real life interaction is worth, because I, I, I would say this, I would say like a half an hour conversation with someone is worth like 10,000 comments online, like you just commenting back and forth. And, um, and so I, lo I love that idea of like really going and being intentional and just actually being present there as opposed to worrying about, you know, what else, what else you've got going on work-wise or like you say, checking emails, which I think is hard actually for people who are recruiters because you're always like, 
I've got to take this call. I feel like everybody in the industry is like that. Um, what about in terms of, of like being a speaker, like how, what advice do you have for people to kind of become a speaker? Like how, like what, what kind of things do you look at uh, when you're looking at bringing on somebody as a speaker? What are, what are some of the things that are most important uh, to you? Yeah. Um, concrete takeaways, you know, telling a story is, is great and stories are really engaging, but we love the practical knowledge. So if you can break down like, okay, this is this great thing that we implemented, uh, you know, whether we launched clear brand and this happened and that happened, but what is an attendee think, try and put yourself in their shoes and break down those specific takeaways. Um, we do a lot of our speaker, you know, recruitment and confirmation through referrals and, um, you know, whether that's, you know, from one speaker to another or, you know, a vendor to a speaker or an attendee that becomes a speaker. Uh, I would also recommend it, you know, recommend attending our event, but not only our event, but other events, you know, get out yeah. there and see. Um, and then once, you know, you've experienced enough of that and you start to understand, okay, well, this is what I have to share. And it's, it brings just as much value as what I've seen others share. Uh, it's been, it's been a nice journey. I'd say I have more than a handful of speakers that have participated as presenters over the years through different roles, meaning that maybe they were originally, they worked for a vendor and then they went in-house and they were a corporate recruiter. And then they went from company to company to company to company. And, but they have a different, you know, takeaway to, to share from each of those experiences. So yes, we look for organizations that are leading and doing great things, but also individuals that have taken the skill set with them throughout their career and can then kind of bring it all together in more of a, you know, less of a case study and more of a, a specific focus on, you know, a current topic or what have you. So we do have like an open call for speakers. We, we have a link on our website, um, talentacquisition.com. So if there's a little thing that says like, want to speak and you can click on it and fill out your information and we review those all the time on a rolling basis. So, you know, and that means basically like just because you submitted it and we're not selected for January, that doesn't mean we're not going to call you back for July if it really fits in well or something like that. So um, I would say, you know, you must be an experienced speaker, but the thing is we don't have that requirement um, and it has served us well. So I think as long as you're comfortable and it's something you want to do and whether or not you think, you know, you solved all the problems of talent acquisition <laughs> you know, six months with this one launch. No, that's probably not realistic, but you could impact someone and help them do their job better. And getting up there and being brave and, and doing that is, you know, definitely something that we look for. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Look, the actionable tips is, is huge too. Cause I, I, you know, even with the online events and I've been doing more, uh, webinars recently and uh you know my with my business i've been doing training as well and one of the things i've just noticed is i don't know whether whether i think it's the same in person as well uh but definitely online like if you bombard people with points and 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 like too much uh there is just a point where people check out so i, I think being you know even if it's just a few actionable items or takeaways because uh, realistically, people just don't, they don't take away that much, right? It's like they're going to take one or two points away anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I love, that's, that's great advice. What, what about, uh, maybe give us a little bit insight. Obviously, you know, 
kind of all of the the kind of the topics of, that, that are going to be coming up. But what are some of, what are some like the high level trends that you're seeing um, that people are really interested about right now within the TA space? Well, it's two letters, okay. <laughs> was that was it that obvious? Where I was going with what that? is the beginning of the alphabet? <laughs> um, nice. Right. So well it, done. it's evolved, you know. Okay, so it was a different conversation last January, but yes, of course, AI—that's what we're talking about. Um, and I remember Chat GPT was like kind of like extremely new where people hadn't even heard of it last January. Yeah, it was, it was about, it was actually about a year ago, I believe. And uh, it was like right around Thanksgiving last year that mm -hmm. that GBT like hit the airwaves and everyone was talking about it. Yes. So yeah, it must've been really, really new then. Yeah. And we did like this impromptu, like off the schedule, like live thing before, you know, the event even started yeah. just because it came up and one of our speakers was like, I think I need to walk people through this. <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert in, in chat GPT. Okay. I've been doing it for four weeks now. Yes, exactly. exactly. Well, there's so much that has evolved over the yeah. past year with the legislation and compliance and yeah. everyone's like, what do I do? What can I do? Um, that that's critical. And, and just like our attendees are at different levels of, you know, are you a recruiter one-on-one or have you been doing this for 25 years? There are different levels of adoption with regard to any technology, but particularly AI. So I think that's why events are really great industry events, because you don't, you know, you don't go to a conference and leave an expert necessarily in one particular thing like AI. You're not going to go back and be like, OK, this is I've got this down now, but you're going to get different perspectives. You're going to hear you know, different vendors that are how they're addressing it and how they're you know, adding it to the, their package or whatever it is. As well as, you know, here are some folks that have tried it and how is your organization different or similar? And then you can kind of pick and choose. You know, that's the fun thing. Someone might like outline several different ways of adoption, but maybe one, only one will work for your organization at this time, you know, due to whatever it is, budget or other responsibilities that are going on. So, yes, AI, um, the use and impact of AI is big. Um I think upskilling. Um, and, and just real, real quick, did you have? Did you kind of? I, I guess, obviously, when the event's falling, I think okay, we've had like a year of, you know, events in between where that has been a focus. So, like, how mindful were you of like, okay, like, I don't know, just how much do we talk about AI? Are we like, you know, we still need, you know, there's still a lot to unpack here. I'm um, just kind of curious on. What you yeah. think with that? Does that make sense? Yes. So look, we're not having an AI conference. That's <laughs> <laughs> what this is about. So we're still focusing in on, hey, this is a comprehensive event where you can get sourcing tips, you yeah. can get, you know, social media, you know, media-driven recruiting, you know, what's happening now. Uh, employee branding tips. We're still looking at DEIB and that impact, and even the focus has shifted. Perhaps it's still relevant for a lot of people. Um, and taking the, the comments and the presentations of the speakers. So one thing to know about a conference like this, like a big event that's going to be hosted in 2024, we've been planning it for a long time. So, but as you recruit and you build out the content, the content is going to change. So the event itself is very fluid and we're always checking in with our speakers on like, Hey, should we totally change your subject matter? Should we, uh, 
add this or that. But the great thing is, you know, most speakers are really good about not because they're procrastinators, but <laughs> they do kind of wait and pull together, you know, what's happening now as they're putting yeah. together their remarks and they can pivot accordingly. Um, so it's not like they've decided on content nine, 10, 11 months ago, and then they're not going to consider how the other impacts within the industry that are occurring, you know, whether the market's volatile or this or that, what's happening, layoffs. Um, and it's been up and down, as you know, for the past, I mean, solid two years, it's been a little wacky. So there's a lot of that um, change in the remarks and the focus. And so I'm not necessarily looking to other events and how they've highlighted or addressed AI specifically within how it impacts talent acquisition, but more so relied on our wonderful speakers and how they, as the subject matter experts, are implementing and adopting these in relation to the other things that they're doing. So we might have one or two sessions that are primarily focused on AI, but but it's not dominating, overwhelming yeah. the agenda and the content because there's still a lot more to do and learn and focus on. And um, so, yes, like I said, it's not a T AI and TA conference. Per se. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, you answered that really well as well. I know I kind of kind of threw that one in. Uh, one one thing to touch point uh, touch upon too. You mentioned with the job market being so uh, tumultuous over the last um, year and a half. Um, you know, is this, is this something you recommend, you know, let's say you're out of work, you've been laid off curious, like how do you think that should be a focus for people who are, you know, potentially looking for work? Like is, is going to a conference a yeah. good strategy and, and, um, you know, what advice you, would you have for people? Cause obviously it's like, you don't want to necessarily, I mean, I wouldn't imagine you'd want to just go up to people randomly and say, hey, I'm looking for a job, right? You, you, know, yes. you don't want necessarily to open a work banner uh, yes. around, around you. But obviously, like, it is a good, good way to create connections. But, like, I guess what, what kind of advice would you have for people to be able to make intentional connections like that at an in-person event? Oh, yeah, for sure. Go. Go to as many events as you can. I think um, being in TA the bigger your network, the greater your odds is with regards to, you know, landing somewhere sooner than later. I've had, and this is fairly new where I've had speakers that were, you know, unfortunately laid off, their circumstances have changed. Um, but you know, they're still, they're coming to speak and I want them there and I, I love want them to, to attend. And, you know, my goal is like, who do you want to meet? Let me make sure you meet this person. I mean, I can't do that for hundreds of people, but I'll do my best. And, you know, we had a handful of people, this was their circumstance last January and speakers that I've known for a decade that were suddenly finding themselves laid off or out of work. And they came and it would be great for them to, you know, get a lead by the end of the week, get a, get an interview, get a job, get a placement, something. Um, so I would certainly encourage that for attendees as well. Um, and I'll do my best. Like I'm not a trained recruiter, but if I'm having all these conversations with different folks in the industry, uh, it comes up and they say, Hey, you know, this is, this is what happened. Keep me in mind. If you hear of anything, if you talk to anyone and I've done my best to, you know, in all of the information sharing that goes on with our industry leaders to forward those things along, whether it's just like job links or whatever it is. So, uh, I don't fancy myself a recruiter, but I like to think that I I'm helping enough to help the people that 
can help you find a job. So um, I would say if it's in your budget or if you're local in Southern California, then definitely it's worth the investment. Um, we do like lots of, you know, we have a nonprofit pricing or whatever, and I'm sure there can be something done with regard to if you're in a difficult position, but it would be valuable, I would say for sure. I mean, um, you sent me all the information too, so people could still enroll, right? Just to, just so um, when I, when I post, yep. Yeah, we're not sold out yet. So, okay, cool. um, it's getting close, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Registration's open. I think we have another eight weeks to go before the event. So, cool. you know, everyone's busy doing their holiday shopping, but if you get around to it, yes, I would sign up sooner than later. That's for sure. And I'd, and so, right. So go on, And I just, the only reason I want to touch a point uh, uh, upon that was so many people I know are out of work. And then I'm always saying like, apply online, obviously, you know, look at your existing network. Uh, but also I'm huge on going out there, going to the online events. Cause I think they're easy to go to, right. You can just sign up, but in-person events, uh, like everything you said prior to this, it's just, there is something about just being able to make lots of in-person connections and then following up with them as well is, is crucial. Um, but we were talking about the different types, different types of topics. So we, we covered AI and, and obviously, uh, it's going to be a focus other. What about Canada experience? Is Canada experience you've seen something more and more people talking about? Curious yeah. to, to hear your take on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Canada yeah. experience is one of those steadfast things that everyone always wants information on. And we do have like a pre-conference workshop specifically dedicated solely to Canada experience. So that's awesome. And I think a couple of other sessions as well. Um, and, you know, looking at that, I mean, honestly, not much changes in Canada experience, uh, except the importance of it. So learning, kind of identifying how to improve, you know, recruiting and retention with that, it's it's really critical. And I think that is a topic that will not lose interest anytime soon. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I was just curious if, if there was any, uh, if you'd seen kind of an uptick with that, because that's one of the things that now that you know there have been a lot of recruiters on the market one of the things mm -hmm. that i've seen a huge um uptick in is just um content particularly on linkedin around around, around recruiters just saying hey look these the processes we have or this candidate experience we're experiencing is not great this is something we need to look at um so it's, i was curious to see if uh if you know if, if you had kind of seen an uptick in topics maybe uh that people were, were into so what mm -hmm. Canon experience, AI, well, any, anything else that comes to mind for like maybe topics that you haven't seen as much in the past, but you're starting to see more and more on? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Skills-based upskilling. And then I think another one that I don't want to say like that one. But high volume hiring um, okay. yeah. uh, are, are three that come top of mind right away. Um, I think uh, with regard to employer branding, uh, there's like different schools of thought out there, but it's all relevant with, you know, recruitment marketing and EB and, and how much to focus on that. Um, that's a, you know, steadfast one, um, job ads, um, you know, utilizing, and this is kind of like taking it old school with regard to looking at Facebook or wait, am I misnaming them? Hold on. Meta. I don't know. <laughs> Meta um, X, Twitter, Twitter. They're all the same. Okay. Meta X. Yes. Those are the new kids on the block, but they're the same as far as I understand. So anywho, you know, utilizing them and what those changes are, it's kind of like you can call them something different 
and you can add new fun features, but we're all still kind of utilizing the same core tools, I would say. Yeah. Um, but that's another one that like never dies. People always want, give me the tools. And then I don't have a budget. Like, tell me what I can do for free. So those, and, and I really- My favorite conversations. I love those. Yeah. They want to hear it. Like, please give me something. Um, Cause you know, we have different industries and organizations represented in our audience. So it's, it's, there's no one size fits all, so to speak, of course. Um, but there's definitely something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. What, what I'm, what I'm most curious about is where, you know, even, even a year from now, where, the, where this whole conversation with AI is going to be, because I, I, I'm, I've got, I've got like a, a feeling that there's so many tools coming out, particularly around like outbound, uh, that there's, there's, we're suddenly going to reach a point where, um, it's just, it becomes almost like ineffective, especially with just like the amount of messaging. Like I've just realized how easy it is to set up messages and, it's not just recruiters, right? It's salespeople. It's the same thing. Um, it's like sequence email sequencing was cool when you're the only person doing it, but now everybody's doing it. Um, and so I just wonder if we're going to kind of reach a point where, um, you know, we, we have to think of even more you know, ways to, to connect with people in more of a human way. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see that, but I love that in your position, you can kind of see the different trends over time and like the different topics. And yeah. uh, that's, it's such a unique place to be. And, and uh, even just having like access to what the different speakers are going to be speaking about ahead of time, I think is, is really interesting. Uh, well, what I'll do guys, I will post information uh, for TA week um, on, on this post. I'll put it, put the links in the comments as well. Um, where's the best place that people can connect with you and where's uh, where's the best place that people can learn about uh, Talent Acquisition Week, TA Week as well? Yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, talentacquisitionweek.com is our website. And um, we'll update that once you know the January event comes to a conclusion. We'll have the event information for July up there afterwards. And you can reach out via the website, um, become a sponsor, become a speaker, what have you. Uh, or just, yeah, direct message me on LinkedIn. And I'm happy to chat and share more information about the event and upcoming events as well. All right. Well, guys, like if you're going to reach out to Kara, I always say send the hate, send the connection request. Uh, say you uh, saw her on the show, uh, but then be patient as well, right? When you reach out to people, you got to be patient. Uh, not everybody is hanging out on LinkedIn like I am all day. Uh, <laughs> and even I don't get back to people right away. So uh, we just want to be patient. Um, but no, I really appreciate your time today. Great to hear about the event. And I look, I told you already, I would, I would be down to come if I wasn't having uh, a baby here in the new year. Uh, there's no way I can get away. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> unless, unless you have like a virtual kind of thing where we could maybe like do some kind of AI hologram of myself. Like, <laughs> I, I could maybe make that work. But, I'll look uh, into it. I'll look into it. But we're going to see you in July. We're going to make that yes. happen. And, and look, there are two reasons that you can say no to me when it comes to speaking. It's babies and weddings. Maybe there you go. Funerals. Maybe I'll throw that in there. Too. <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I I understand. Not everyone can make it, but I we'll love see it. You well, soon. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I've heard so many great things. So uh, looking forward as well. And then guys, if you um, if you're tuning in again on Wednesday, I know I'm running these shows now on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday, we've got Tim Sackett coming on the show, so super excited to connect with Tim. 
Um, so check out the show at the same time on Wednesday. And if you've got any questions for myself, feel free to DM me. Uh, but that is it for today, guys. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Kara. All right. Thank you. Right, Take care. Bye.